This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Cluster B personality disorders are characterized by dramatic, overly emotional, and unpredictable thoughts and behavior. From Ars Longa Media, this is Cluster B, scientifically informed, expert insights into the four Cluster B personality types, antisocial, borderline, narcissistic, and histrionic personality disorder. Here's today's host, Dr. Todd Grande. Hello, this is Dr. Grande. Today's question asks, do delusions have meanings? A related question is, do the different types of delusions have different meanings? So this is an interesting question that's actually been debated quite a bit in the mental health counseling community. When we talk about delusions, we're talking about fixed false beliefs that tend to occur over an extended period. In this video, I'll be talking about delusions mostly in the context of schizophrenia, but we can also see delusions with other disorders like delusional disorder, bipolar disorder, and major depressive disorder, for example. Unfortunately, we don't have a precise definition of the idea of a delusion, right? So there are many different definitions of what a delusion is, and none of them really seem to be completely satisfying. One that I like more than others would be this one. A delusion is a false belief based on incorrect inference about external reality, that is firmly sustained despite what almost everybody else believes and despite what constitutes incontrovertible and obvious proof or evidence to the contrary. The belief is not one ordinarily accepted by other members of the person's culture or subculture. So a belief is not typically considered delusional if it's only for a short time. Of course, there are exceptions here, but in general, this is the case. I have seen a series of coincidences before that have led people to believe that they're being spied on by the government, for example. But this didn't rise to the level of delusional. They saw a black SUV with tinted windows following them down the road. When they turn the radio on, they hear a discussion about conspiracy theories, and then they get strange interference on their cell phone. For a moment, again, they believe that the government is out to get them. But then a few moments later, they realize that that's not what's happening. So that's not really a delusion. That's just a series of events that makes somebody think for a minute, right? That's different than delusion. Usually when we see delusions in the context of those mental disorders I mentioned before, they are distinct from ordinary logic errors that people will make or people kind of jumping to conclusions like I talked about in that example. So there's a debate over whether delusions actually mean anything. Is the content randomly generated or is there some sort of specific purpose, function, or meaning behind the delusions? Clearly, delusions are inspired by what a person observes. For example, how can a person have a delusion that they're being chased by the CIA 
if they've never heard of the CIA. In a sense, they're just like a dream. Dreams are clearly inspired, often by recent events in somebody's life, but do they mean anything? Or again, are they essentially random? We see many different opinions here. Moving to the psychoanalytic school of thought, delusions are thought of as symbolizing an individual's unconscious motives. So essentially with this school of thought, this says that delusions and dreams do have something in common, and that is that they both have meaning, and both their meaning comes from the same place, material that has been repressed into the unconscious mind. Cognitive theorists believe something different. They believe that delusions serve some sort of function. They help a client to meet their goal, or at least the client believes that the delusion will help them meet their goal. Some counselors, however, believe that delusions are biological and essentially random. They have no special meaning. They're not connected to a person's worries, difficulties, motivations, goals, or concerns. This position, believing that delusions do or do not have meaning, is actually pretty important because it drastically affects the type of treatment that a counselor will deliver to somebody who has schizophrenia or another disorder associated with delusions. If the counselor believes that delusions have meaning, some of the therapy may focus on helping the client to identify or recognize that meaning. If the counselor believes that delusions are meaningless, they will recognize that those delusions exist, that they cause trouble for the client, but they will not really explore them in terms of content. I sometimes get asked questions by counselors that really tend to sum up this dilemma fairly well. Should I talk about delusions with a client who is delusional? Is it helpful to the client to discuss the actual details of the delusion, or is that reinforcing something that's going to be harmful for the client? Like many questions related to mental health, the answer depends on a lot of factors. But in general, we know that the research findings indicate that delusions do appear to have some meaning. So in some instances, it may be a good idea to try to understand the nature of the delusion. In general, we see an association between delusional themes and more general themes in a person's life. There are a lot of different theories about this meaning. I talked about a few before, like psychoanalytic and cognitive. But to provide a general way of describing this, I think this is a good way. Emotions, feelings, concerns, worries, and motivations that a person has before the delusions develop, especially those experienced in childhood, are distorted, expanded, and amplified in the form of delusions. In a sense, this general way of understanding delusions is consistent with both psychoanalytic and cognitive theories. Even if delusions don't have some sort of meaning at a higher level, clients who have delusions are often distressed. And the content of the delusions can be used to bring up concerns that can be addressed in counseling. In one sense or another, therefore, the content of the delusions is important. And understanding that content is important. I'm going to be looking at various types of delusions, and I'll talk about how these delusions may have meaning or how we can understand the themes of the delusions. Many of the meanings and themes that I'll be talking about can actually apply to more than one type of delusion. Delusions can be divided into different types or themes, and we see a lot of different ways to categorize delusions. Here are just a few that I'm going to cover because they're the most common. Persecution, somatic, grandiose, religious, reference, jealous, erotomanic, and thought broadcasting. So we'll get started with persecution. One of the most common types of delusions with schizophrenia is this persecution type. We see that many individuals with this disorder believe they're being persecuted by the government, persecuted by large groups not associated with the government, like 
social, or religious organizations, or they're being targeted by everybody. So they're suspicious of everybody they encounter. In many of these delusions, we see that government organizations that conduct clandestine missions and projects tend to be specifically referenced. Persecutory delusions may serve the function of maintaining self-esteem. They shift somebody's concern to other people. So the person with the delusion kind of moves that concern over to like the government. It's the government's problem rather than the person who has the delusion. They may also indicate general fear or distress, right? So it's scary thinking about the government chasing you or trying to get you in some way. This type of delusion is often thought of as an expansion of paranoid personality traits. Moving to the next type, we have somatic. With somatic delusions, somebody believes that something is wrong with their body. They believe that one or more of their body parts is unsightly, missing, or not functioning correctly. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Another common type is related to the invasion of their body. This is considered a somatic delusion. For instance, they believe that insects are under their skin and laying eggs. I've seen this one several times in my clinical experience. This could be connected to some trauma, perhaps a trauma where the person didn't have control over their body, like they were being assaulted. It could also be an expansion of a fear of insects, infections, germs. This type is also common when we see schizophrenia comorbid with substance use. The next type of delusion is the grandiose delusion. And here we see a person believes that they are really much greater than evidence would indicate. Many of these delusions involve a person being something that they're clearly not. For example, they may believe that they are a Supreme Court justice, a movie star, a leader of an alien planet, or a member of a royal family. These types of delusions could serve a purpose. They could be there to increase somebody's self-esteem, but in a different way than we saw with the persecutory delusions. This type of delusion could compensate for a perceived deficit. Perhaps the individual doesn't really feel good enough about themselves. They're not satisfied with themselves. So the delusion expresses an alternate and more acceptable identity. So this could be an expansion of narcissistic personality traits. The next type of delusion is the religious delusion. This type was fairly common for a long time, but over the last 50 to 75 years, we've seen a decrease in this one by a little bit. Usually with a religious delusion, we see a belief that deviates quite a bit from other people who share the same religious beliefs. For example, an individual believes that they are a leader of a large religious group when clearly they're not. They have received a special mission from a deity that involves conducting some sort of extreme act. They believe they have been granted special powers. Again, all of these would be inconsistent with that religious belief system. This type of delusion is not typically attributed 
to excessive religious belief. It's usually quite distinct from that, and it becomes more pronounced during an active phase of the disorder. The religious delusion could provide a boost to self-esteem, like we saw with grandiose delusions. It could also be attributed to faulty logic. So, for instance, we could see the assumption of an identity based on two subjects having something in common. For example, a man who believes that because he is the member of the same religion as a deity, he is in fact that deity, right? He's simply making a logical error. The next type is a delusion of reference. This type involves somebody looking at a circumstance that is not related to them and believing it's highly related to them. For example, a woman who watches a news broadcast on television about an earthquake in a faraway country. She believes that because she had negative thoughts earlier that day, the earthquake occurred. So she caused the earthquake by thinking something negative. So it could be a punishment against her and on those innocent people. This example kind of ties in with religious delusions and may also be based on faulty logic. Another possibility here would be that the probability-based decision-making bias in individuals who are delusional requires less information about certain topics to draw conclusions. So another way of putting this is a little bit of information goes a long way in terms of drawing conclusions for them. This makes sense as delusions do seem to be isolated to certain topics. Individuals who are delusional are typically not delusional about everything. They're only delusional about particular areas. One other possibility would be that there are primary perceptual abnormalities. So the person is perceiving things differently than other people would. So they form an explanation to reduce anxiety. So even though the explanation doesn't make sense, even though no one else really believes that explanation, it brings that person peace, again, because it creates a reality that aligns with their perception. The next type of delusion is the jealous delusion. This one is fairly straightforward. A lot of times when we see this one, it involves someone believing their partner is being unfaithful. So it's similar to persecutory. In one sense, they believe something bad is happening to them. Their partner's cheating, so that's bad for them. Perhaps this is based on a fear of being alone, a fear of being embarrassed, or a fear of being a victim. It could be an expansion of borderline personality traits, particularly that fear of abandonment component. The next type would be the erotomanic delusions. And here we see that somebody believes that somebody else loves them when they don't. Often the other person is somebody famous, somebody that never met the individual with the delusion. Perhaps this meets a need for the person. They believe that they're cared for, they're appreciated, or they feel special because that person loves them. Again, that's a delusion. They don't really love them. But because they believe that, it could bring them some comfort. These types of delusions aren't always as distressing in the same way as we see with other delusion types, but acting on this type of delusion, of course, can be very dangerous. Sometimes the actions don't have anything to do with that love object, but rather they're done to impress the other person. We could think of this as an expansion of histrionic personality traits. With histrionic personality disorder, for example, we see that a person believes a relationship is more intimate than it really is. With the erotomanic delusion, the person believes the relationship exists and it's loving when it doesn't exist at all. The last type I'll cover here, the last type of delusion is thought broadcasting. With this type, we see that somebody believes that other people can hear or otherwise perceive their thoughts. So everything that they think is broadcasted. Everybody around the person knows what they're thinking. So in a sense, they have no privacy. It's a little bit like the invasion 
part I talked about before with somatic delusions. Instead of insects, though, they feel like, again, their privacy is being invaded by everyone around them. This could be related to feelings of guilt, like the person is thinking things that violate their value system, destructive or negative thoughts or whatever it is. So they feel extreme guilt. And this gets expanded into a delusion that now holds them fully accountable for those thoughts. So there's nowhere to run. They can't escape the fact that they have those negative thoughts. Everyone else can see all the terrible things that they're thinking. One last area I want to cover is related to aggression. I receive a number of questions about mental disorders and aggression, and specifically schizophrenia and aggression. In general, schizophrenia is associated with a slight increase in premeditated aggression. But where we really see a increase with aggression is when schizophrenia is comorbid with certain other disorders. Now, as I was listing the types of delusion, I mentioned a few different personality traits, including narcissistic, borderline, and histrionic. If we add antisocial personality disorder to that list, we see that we have all the personality disorders that make up cluster B personality pathology. This is the dramatic erratic cluster. In terms of aggression, we see a more marked increase in premeditated aggression when somebody has schizophrenia and multiple comorbid personality disorders. And this is especially the case for cluster B personality disorders. And even drilling down a little bit more, we see the most risk with specifically borderline and antisocial personality disorders. Again, we're talking about these disorders comorbid with schizophrenia. If we add substance use disorder to the same presentation, that adds additional risk. So managing personality disorders and substance use disorders is important when treating schizophrenia. So those are some thoughts on delusions and meaning and a little bit about aggression. For more content like this, check out Healthy Toxic, another podcast from Ars Longa Media, all about what makes or breaks relationships, including issues related to narcissism, narcissistic abuse, and how personality disorders affect relationships. Ars Longa, Vita Brevis. Learn more at ArsLonga.media. Hi, I'm Matt Harris. Seton Tucker and I host the podcast Impact of Influence which for two years covered in depth Alec Murdoch, who was eventually convicted in 2023 of murdering his wife, Maggie, and son, Paul. That story continues to evolve, and we will cover that. Plus, we will tell you stories of other true crime events that have happened in the South. Please join us on Impact of Influence. And give us a follow on the Impact of Influence Facebook page.